Welcome everybody to another episode of Me, You, and the Holy Spirit. I am Marjorie. And I'm Manny. And we are excited to be here once again. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, it's a good day. You're looking lovely as usual. Thank you. Had some good food. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we did. We actually went over to a Thai place today that we tried. So And the food was good. It was awesome. I liked it. Okay. So I have a question for you. Okay. Would you rather go to jail for a year or lose a year of your life? <laughs> Where does that question come from? Just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> So, would I rather go to jail for a year mm-hmm. or lose a year for my life? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Um, that's interesting because it depends on what <laughs> which year it is. Um, Baby, you just answer the question. I mean, if, it, if it's one of the my struggling years, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I can do without, uh, you know, I can do without this pandemic for sure. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know that I, I can do a year in jail. So I think I, I more, I don't know, most I'm leaning more towards option B. Yeah, taking off a year off of my life. What about you? Same here. I, I can't survive in jail, so. Really? Whatever year it is, I'm losing a year. <laughs> I mean, it just depends because, you know, it could be our best year, too. And we're just like, oh, just cut it off. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess we uh, are on the same, the same page with that. that so, yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, I guess we could get dive into our topic of the day. Yes. Uh, we want to talk about today, um, well, first of all, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode, um, and today we want to discuss um, how, well, the topic is going to be, are you ready for what you're actually asking for Yep. yep in yep. a mate? So, like, you know, a lot of times um, people are praying for, you know, a, a godly husband, a godly uh, woman, or they're asking for, you know, someone who's ambitious, who's, um, you know, tall, whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> dark, handsome, all of that. They're praying for all these, you know, attributes that they, they want their um, spouse to have mm-hmm. um, or their partner to have, I, I should say. Um, but they don't necessarily examine themselves first like they're not necessarily prepared to accept um such an individual so you know we just kind of wanted to talk about you know how you you get to that stage where you know what the things that we're asking uh, of of someone else are we actually really ready for that and are we also ready to give that yeah because you know um the human nature the thing about us is it's actually very easy for us to examine people and to judge people. It's so easy to look at somebody and say that, oh, this person is this way. 
very rarely do we sit down and we sit down and examine ourselves and look within and say that, okay, mm-hmm. I'm seeking this from this person, but am I what I'm also what I am also seeking? Right. So if I'm asking for a godly man or a man who is patient, who has self-control, do I have these things too? Mm-hmm. Am I a godly woman? Um, do I have self-control? Do I have patience? Do I have, or we just want to, we just want God to just drop that man. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> or, or that woman. Yeah. Giving them to us without being ready ourselves to do the work. Right. Like a relationship is, is supposed to be a two-way street. Right. Right. So if this person that you're expecting is coming in a godly man, it's only right that you come in a godly woman. That's Absolutely. the only way the relationship is going to be to, is going to glorify God. Yeah. So, are we truly what we're seeking? Yeah, I mean, it's more so we want, you know, whatever you're asking for, are you also prepared to give the same? You know, and that's a lot of times the answer is no. You know, we want all these things, but we're not necessarily ready to become that same. So it's almost like, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the the saying, like, do as I say and not as I do, do, um, which is, you know, it's almost just like, oh, we want these things, but we're not actually ready to do the same. But, you know, sometimes I feel like. It's not even an uh, something that we're conscious of. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we're so focused on what the other person is bringing to the table that we forget that we have to do some work on our part. Yep. You know, it's almost like you're in a competition and just looking at what you, the next person is doing. Mm-hmm. You keep looking at that person, you're going to miss out on training yourself for the competition because my focus is... What is this person doing? What is my opponent doing? And if I keep focusing on what that person is doing, at what point do I focus on what I need need to do? Yeah, I mean, relationships are, um, it's all about team, a teamwork, right? Mm -hmm. We all, we work together. So you bring stuff to the table, I bring stuff to the table. And I think when you're, um, when you have this list of requirements or, you know, what have you that you need um, a, a partner to fulfill um, or to meet, you have to be willing to also bring that same thing to the table. Right. So you have to look at yourself and say, you know, what am I actually contributing? What am I actually able to um, not just take away all the time, but what can I actually give um, to this to this um, relationship? And I so, just, uh-huh, I just want to put it, put it out there that we're not saying that it's always going to be 50-50. Because in a relationship, at some point, you know, it's never 50-50. One, one day you, you bring in 70, I bring 30, or you, yeah. I bring 70. It's never like that. But at least you have to come in ready to give what you're asking for. And I just want to ask you, do you think that the man that you are now, right, or the let me let me find the best way to put this. Oh Lord! Do you think that um, this marriage, oh, sorry, this marriage will be where it is right now if you had come in 
the men that you were before? No, I mean, I, I, I mean, over the years, ever you know, since we've been married, I feel like I've evolved, um, and I and I truly believe that God was. I think we touched on this in our one of our episodes about how He was preparing us individually, and I I really do believe that if you and I had met, I don't know five years before prior to actually meeting, I don't know that we would have made it just because I was just in a different space at the time and wasn't the man that I am now. Um, So I I don't believe, you know, we would have, you know, been as strong as we are now Uh, because back then I think I was just more, you know, carefree. I was just living my life, not necessarily. In these streets. You, oh gosh, <laughs> not like that. But um, you know, it was just I was just a different individual, and I was just had a different, you know, space like mentally and and stuff. So I don't think you know we would have we were we would have been a good match at that point because I wasn't prepared to bring forth what I was expecting because I think at some point I was actually looking for you know I had a list of things you know I want I want a woman who's this you know who's God fearing who's going to be this who's going to be that um but I don't necessarily think one I was prepared to also you know get in like I wasn't prepared to bring anything to the table in you know in regards to that and I think it makes it like let's say a God-fearing person. I was praying for that, but God-fearing person, now you get a God-fearing woman and you're not a God-fearing man. How do you receive that? To me, it would have been like, oh, every time we get in the car, I have to listen to gospel (laughs) or, you know, we have to go to church, you know, all the time. And um, every, you got to read our Bible. We got to do this. It'd become, it'll be more of a burden on myself because yes the idea of having a a god-fearing woman it's always nice or a god-fearing partner is nice until you're actually in it and then they're waking you up at 5 a.m for you know morning devotions and stuff and are you really prepared for that i mean i don't think a lot of people are prepared for those you know those things too so you haven't built yourself and your spirit to you haven't allowed god to build you to the place where you want to have a personal relationship with God. You want to have a moment where you worship God and grow both in the knowledge of his will and his word. So if you came into the marriage, and, and sometimes it, it, it works where people come into a marriage, on, I don't know, coming not ready to give something, and if it, it, it eventually, it, it, I don't know, some way, somehow, they're, they're able to transform. Right. But then again, it's still that's why it comes down to what does God want from me? Mm-hmm. Because I can't use somebody's story to write my story. Maybe the story that God has for me is the spouse comes in and then they transform along the lines. But it's, it's, a, it's a difficult path to walk. Right. And you have to be sure that that's the path for you because you, you have to have the grace to do it. And I feel like this even goes beyond relationships, even in our place of prayer, where we're demanding stuff from God, but are not really ready for the things that we're asking for. Before I came into um, 
intimacy with God before I started building my relationship with God. I don't think that I was in the, in that space mentally or emotionally where I could even build a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk of a godly home. Right. Because I, I was just in a space of, okay, I have my degrees. I want to do this. I want to pursue a PhD. I, want, I wasn't even thinking about marriage, let alone think about the a woman I want home, to yeah. be. For, you know, in a home. Mm-hmm. So had God given me that, how would I have handled that? And even and because I wasn't even thinking about that be, before intimacy with God, because I wasn't even thinking about marriage, um, how I want to have a godly home, a, a home where Christ is the center. I wasn't in a relationship that in a relationship where God was glorified. It was more like a worldly mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. We were just pursuing what made us happy. At the moment, and yes. at some point, it, I became miserable because now I had gotten used to this person. They had gotten used to me, and it got to a point now I was demanding them to change. The same things I had come to accept from them, right? Mm-hmm. The things that I had come to accept as okay... Now I wanted. Now you to, wanted them to. I wanted this person to change, right, and be different. Which, even though it makes sense, because maybe at that point I was evolving and I was changing and I was growing in God. Yeah. To to some extent was not fair to this person because I had accepted. Because you met them that way. And I and and I wasn't even the person that I am now, right? So. To come to change and then come to them and say, okay, now I want you to give me this that I never asked for. It wasn't the, fair to them. It wasn't fair to them. And also, for me, it wasn't fair to me to continue to be in the relationship. Right. Because you're doing yourself a disservice at that I'm point. I'm doing myself a disservice. And that's why I asked you if you think that this marriage would have worked had you come in the man that you were. Or had I even come in the woman that I was. Yeah. You know. Not really a godly woman, just pursuing my own desires, you pursuing your own desires. I don't think that this marriage will be where it is. I don't even think that we will be um, actively trying to, you know, develop the fruit of the spirit right? in this union. Yeah, I mean, so I think one of the first things that, um, you know, we all... T- we, we, we need to do is um, just examine ourselves. We need to take time. You know, once you're in that space where you're like, okay, I'm looking for my, my perfect mate, you know, um, these are the things that I, I want for, for him or, or her. Um, I think we need to spend some time and, and, you know, examine ourselves, examine our lifestyle and the things that we actually bring to, like, Fix up our messy lives. Address you know? the messes in our lives. Yeah, because there are just things that I feel like we can always improve on. You know, certain things that just don't sit well, things that are not, you know, well, they're not approved by God. You have to look at yourself and say, okay, where can I um, improve on? You know, is it, do I have a, a, a good, um, 
work-life balance? Do I have a good um, relationship with God? Because if you're going to ask for, you know, someone who's into the word, someone who's who's who loves the Lord, um, do you love the Lord that mm-hmm. much? Mm-hmm. Are you also are you also into the word? You know, because you have to have your own relationship with Christ. And I think that it's um, it's really important to for us to look at ourselves to just kind of take a moment and, and just, you know, go through it and, and try to see where the, the areas that we can actually improve on. And I, I like the fact that you say that if you're asking for somebody who loves the Lord, because once we get into um, the once once we get to the place where we we desire marriage, it seems like the first thing on everybody's list is I want a God fearing man, you know. Yeah, because it's easier. I mean, <laughs> if I have a God fearing guy or a woman, um, you know, they're going to listen to me. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that, which but, is but, true which to is, a certain extent. Because, because uh, if you live by the commandments, you're going to treat everyone just like you would be. You would like to be treated. And, and so, and, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I said that I like the fact that you said. If you're going to ask for someone who loves the Lord, do you love the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like in, in our relationship, I will wake up and have a relationship with God. It's not, yes, we pray together. We read the Bible mm-hmm. together. But I have my relationship with God. Sometimes exactly. I'll tell you, oh, I'm, I'm studying this book mm-hmm. and you're studying your own book. And then we have a book that we're studying together. Mm-hmm. So... Even outside of ourselves as a union. We have a personal relationship. We have a personal relationship with God. I love God and you love God. Before I came, I remember when we used to talk, right? You would call me and because of the time difference, sometimes I'll be praying. And when you text me, I will only send you the prayer emoji Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the first time you're like wait what does this mean what are you doing and then so i'll be like oh i'm praying and i remember you would say that um oh but you know how we struggle with the time you're gonna finish praying and then you want to fall asleep and so how about we pray you i pray Mm -hmm. when we finish talking yeah and i'm like well you if you call me when i'm in the middle of prayer i cannot stop and then come talk to you. Right. And I remember we would have some... Argu- some challenges. Yeah, yeah, we would have some arguments about that. But this is who I was. Yeah. If I'm praying, I'm not going to stop praying because you're calling me. And eventually, you came to terms with that. Absolutely. So when you called me and I sent the prayer emoji, you, uh, you would send a thumbs up. Or you would say, okay. I knew what time it was. Exactly. So... If I'm asking for you to be a praying man and you call me in my in my place of prayer or in my time of prayer, I go like, oh, okay, I'm praying, but then let's talk. You're not going to respect that, my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You, you won't respect it because when it comes to you, I can put that aside. I can settle, put that aside and say, okay, I'll get to God later. And then I'm going to talk to you. So you're not, you will not be seeing me putting God above everything else, even you. Mm-hmm. So I think that is important that before we start asking God for stuff, we examine ourselves and ask God 
to transform us and, and make us who we need to be for the person that we're asking for. And like I said, it's even beyond the person you're, you're asking for, even um, a career. Like, so many blessings that we ask for, so many things that I've asked from God in the past, and he didn't give it. And then when he gives it at a different time, I'm like, oh, it makes yep. sense why I'm mm-hmm. getting it at this time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to touch on that whole career thing, it, it, this it, whole theory, it, it kind of applies you know, in different aspects of, of your lives because it with career, for instance, you want, although you're, you know, applied and applied for your dream job or whatever, and now you're just waiting, it, the, the, that dream job may ne- not necessarily be ready for you right now, or there may just not be a position that's available for you. But what have you done to actually prepare for that position? So while you're waiting for that position, what are you actually doing? That kind of leads into our next topic is you have to prepare for that mate that you're asking for. You know, whatever it is that you're looking for, how do you what does that preparation time look like? You know, how do you take time? Now you've taken time to examine yourselves to find out all your weaknesses and things that you can improve upon. Now, how do you actually prepare and 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 improve on those things? How do you get rid of that, you know, uh, excess baggage? I, th- I think that it comes with a, a level of intentionality. You have to be intentional. If I want something, let's say I have a test coming up and I want an A, I can't be sleeping mm-hmm. and expect to go and write the test and make an A. Mm-hmm. I have to be intentional with myself. And there are so many things within us that sometimes we cannot even figure it out that we have. And that's what um, um, the presence of God does for you. While you're cultivating the presence of God and, and you're growing in, in God, there's certain things that he will reveal to you, even about yourself, that you may not even know. Like, for me, I've always known I'm an impatient person. <laughs> I know you're going to. Hallelujah. I, I'm an impatient person. Like, I'm the type that when I have some, when I need something to be done. It's got to be now. It, it's got to be done right now. And I will come to you. Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you? And, and that's something that... God revealed to me even in my beyond coming into the marriage. There's so many things I ask of God, and because of my impatience, sometimes I go ahead of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so once you realize that, okay, I have this problem, now I have to be intentional about because patience is a fruit of the spirit. It is. So if I'm claiming Christ, then I need to be able to exercise. <laughs> and I know you're laughing because it's hard. I know it's hard for me to be patient. There's a lot of patience that needs to be exercised in this household. Lord, give us Why that are you spirit. Be so petty. I'm just saying. Why are you be petty? Patience is hard. I mean, it, it's it's difficult for for folks. Well, for some more than others. Um, I think I'm pretty patient. I'm a very patient person. I yeah, feel. between you and I, uh, you're more patient. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, different people. Everyone has their weaknesses yeah, so and things that they want to get better preparation on. Preparation is looking at the bigger picture. 
You cannot prepare for something if you do not look at the bigger picture. So, so I think once you've examined all those weaknesses, all those things that you feel you can improve upon, then you just, I feel like you should take it to the Lord, right? That's when you say, okay, God, I'm coming to you with my flaws. I'm coming to you, you know, just you love me the way that I am, but I want to be better for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, he loves us unconditionally, you know, but going, there's just something about going to him, you know, just essentially just naked with all of our flaws, with everything and just saying, look, um, I want to get better. These and this, this, this area, that area, these are the things that I'm bringing to the altar. I'm bringing it to your mm, feet. And these are the things that I want. Um, I need healing from. I, I need, you know, for, first you want to ask for forgiveness. So <laughs> we want to ask for any type of forgiveness that, you know, things that we've done, you know, anything that we've said, things that we thought, whatever. But then you also want to say you want to ask him to help you with this. So if, if your, you know, issue is maybe procrastination, um, laziness, um, just whatever it is that you, even if you feel maybe you, you read certain things or you, um, let's say you have a bad habit of not reading your Bible, or maybe you read the Bible, but you don't actually understand it. These are all things that, you know, you can pray and ask for God to help you with. Um, so you just ask, simply ask God, look, I want to know your word. I want to understand your word. I want to know you more in, in depth. So will you grant me that? Will you help me understand, translate this word for me, and speak I, directly to me? And I, yeah. and I really want people to understand what you just said, that that's power in prayer. There's power in going to God naked mm -hmm. and admitting that I have these flaws. Yeah. I remember when I first came into intimacy with God. That um, and and I'm happy you mentioned even if it if it has to do with understanding the word. Yeah. One of the things I asked God for was a a very deep understanding of the word when I read it. I asked God to reveal himself to me through his word. I did not want just like a shallow understanding, mm -hmm. just read the word and then close my Bible and okay. I ask God that every time, and I do it every time when I open my Bible, I'm like, God, show me what's even behind what is written. Yeah. And when we understand the power of prayer that you, it's okay not to be able to admit your flaws to people. Like when you're, right. when you're requesting um, or when you're demanding from God that I want a man who, who can love me like this or who can give me this or who can bring this to the table. God is so loving and so open with us that we must be able to say that, okay, God, I'm asking of this, but I'm not at the place where I can give mm -hmm. this to. <clears throat> can you make me the woman that I need to be to because I you you know I've always told you about a story where I watched a movie and then I saw the money it, it was like it was a movie where this couple and they came home right 
the man came home and it was just a nice movie the marriage and everything was i watched it when i was a teenager so it's just a movie that has always been in my head like oh this is this i want my home to be like this mm-hmm. and one thing i also observed my mom doing like my mom would never every time we had to go out even f- from like she'll get on her knees and then pray before we step out. Mm-hmm. And then I have that image. That's the image I grew up. And the minute we got back, she'll get on her knees and then pray. Say thank you. So it was not a discipline that I had. Like when I wake up, I'm, I'm on the move and everything. But I was like, okay, I want this kind of discipline to be able to get up and say, before I step out, let me get on my knees and pray. Mm-hmm. Before I... I and after I come back, let the first thing I do get on my knees and pray. And that's before you head out to work, you hold my hand and say, let's pray. Because right. there are certain things that may not come to you naturally. naturally. And it's okay. It's okay not to not to have it all. But you also we also have to understand that we can't get stuck in our flaws. God never intends for us to be stagnant. So we have to be able to go to God. And that's what the preparation is. The preparation is going, like you said, going to God and saying that these are the areas that I struggle with. Mm -hmm. Now, I need you, Lord, by your power to help me overcome this. And but you have to be ready to be humble because sometimes God's preparation will crush you. Absolutely. It will crush you. Sometimes we're not even. It's not ready. easy. His work will crush you because it's it's moving you out of your comfort zone. And if God had not prepared me and I had not humbled myself for God to work within me, I don't think that I would have even been able to discern that you were the partner for me, mm-hmm. or you would have been able to discern that. I was for you because initially when we met, we were trying to do. That's why we we went our separate ways, right? Because we were trying to do things our way, right? But then when we went sep, because we were still cultivating the presence of God, and He was preparing us, we could say that we could come to the place where we could meet Him and understand what He was doing. Absolutely. So the preparation stage is very important. It is very important. I think you have to. You know, like we said, you just have to go straight to God and and just, you know, be willing to be vulnerable with him. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do it with anyone else in this world, he is the one to be able to do that with. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that you can actually go to him and, and just be yourself because he knows you better than you do. You know, he loves you more than you ever think. You can never imagine, you know. But it, it's important for us to actually go to him and just say, look, I, I can't do it on my own. You know, these are my flaws. These are the areas in which I feel like I, I can get better on, better with. And I need your help. It's it's OK to surrender. It's OK to go to him. And he, at the end of the day, he's our father. You know, it's our heavenly father. And it's important for us to go to him and just say, look, I'm sorry, God. I know you love me. I love you. Um, but I really just need your help um, in this. So help me in this area, in that area. And and I know. think that's only possible 
when you can admit that sometimes it's not not everybody is the toxic person. You may be the toxic person. Yeah. And it's hard for us to to accept that. To it's accept it's part of being humble. Because if I look back at my previous relationship, I was toxic. Well, I mean it's it's easy it's, it's, enough exactly to exactly because like, if I can accept this person for the things they do and vibe with it and go with it, I'm not helping their growth. So if you can if you can accept a certain lifestyle that does not honor God, you're not telling the person that okay, this is not okay. So in that sense, you're also I'm also toxic. Mm-hmm. And if you can only come to God and say that this is my even though I expect this of my future spouse, I can be a toxic person because of certain um, attitudes and and character traits that I have. And it's okay to admit to ourselves that we have some toxic traits. Not everybody is toxic. It's easy enough for us to uh, identify the flaws in other people. You know, a lot of times you meet folks and uh, you see you may maybe you didn't you haven't seen them in a long time, and then you, you, you next time you see them, you're just like, oh hey, how's such and such? Are you still with such and such? And they're like, uh, no, we broke up. Well, what happened? First thing most people say is, oh, well, you know, she was this or he was that or, you know, whatever the case is. And not necessarily it's hardly do you ever hear, oh, no, I wasn't actually ready for this or I just did this or I did that. It's more like what the other person didn't do or did too much of, you know. And so it is um, hard to accept that. And, you know, part of being humble or. I guess the preparation is you have to be able to accept your flaws. Know that um, even a lot of your flaws, some of them can be spiritual. Some of those flaws that we have are just not things that we have any control over. Mm -hmm. These are all just things that have been put on us or that we just, you know, whatever the case is. But there's nothing too hard for God to do, do. you know, or any type of spiritual attacks or anything that it's, it's put on us can easily be broken. Be broken yeah, All type of chains can be broken with the yeah, word of God. So really we sweet. don't never, we never have to worry about, you know, feeling ashamed or, you know, any type of, uh, it's okay to be vulnerable with, with our father because mm-hmm. he is, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for us to surrender our, our, ourselves to, to just come to him and just rely solely upon him. So um, part of the preparation is one, being humble two, um, going and being able to identify those things that you, you need help with and just um, bringing it, it to his, yeah, yeah, just lay it, lay it out. And I think the third step um, would probably be at that point, after after you've one examined yourself, you know, looked at areas or um, room of for improvement, and then you've laid it at the altar, you know, at his feet, like God, I need you to do this. Third part is now you feel like okay, God has helped you. You're prepared. You're ready to meet your uh, <laughs> your future husband, your oh, future that, wife. That, You're ready and everything. At this point. What if your future husband is not or future mate is not ready at the moment? And let's just say he's, you know, halfway across the world or just right down the street from you. But he's just on a different wavelength. He's now on the same wavelength as you. And just like you, God is also preparing him for you. So 
at that point, it's it's crucial to wait. And so this part is more about waiting. You know, what do you do while you're waiting on your future? Uh, And I I think that you see um, and I feel like when married people say this to to singles, maybe they feel like uh, I feel like it gets tiring or they get tired of hearing that, oh, singleness is a gift. Okay. No, I I listen. Yeah, (laughs) I I I feel like I heard it so much too as as a single. But then, when married people also have to understand that at some point they were single, and they were also frustrated. You get it. But I when a married person is telling you that singleness is a gift, I they're not trying to tell you that marriage is not a gift. Right. They're not trying to tell you that marriage is not fun. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to tell you that they've experienced both worlds. And just enjoy it while Being it lasts. single and being married. Mm-hmm. And they both have, though they, ha- they both have their pros and their cons. So when they say that singleness is a gift, it's saying that just enjoy your current season. Yeah. Whether you're single or whatever it is, just enjoy it. And when you ask that, once you've done the work, what comes next? You, the fact that we're ready does not mean that we get to, we get to force God mm-hmm. into something. It's his time. He's God for a reason. So, yes, he's worked on you, but God's time is God's time. It is. I mean, the fact that you're ready now doesn't necessarily mean that the person that God has for you is also ready. And 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 if you meet that individual now at the wrong time, or it it just may not work, because just like we said before, it it had you and I met, let's say, five years prior to the time that we did, it probably wouldn't have worked out because we were just on two different, you know, paths at that point. And also, readiness is beyond... um, I have the right character right now to get married. Mm-hmm. Readiness is beyond all of that. There's purpose also that needs to be fulfilled. Yes. And when God brings somebody into your life, it's beyond, okay, I have the character to be a good wife. Or I have the character to be a good husband. The union, because it's an institution that must glorify God, the union is more about God. Purpose. And how he wants to be glorified. Mm-hmm. And the purpose that, both for the which? individual purpose and the purpose for which he brings union. the union together. Mm-hmm. So I am ready because God has done the work. Because I've become, an, a, a, I've become a godly woman. Because I've worked on all my weaknesses. And I'm, that, that is not the ultimate um, measure of, okay, readiness. My readiness. God did. D- decides that. Yep. And like we said, it's like everything we ask for. And the fact that I want that job right now doesn't mean that God is going to give it to me right now. Maybe I have to go through A, E, and, and J before I can come to B. You know, so God's purpose is the measure of readiness. Amen. If... He's going to, like, when you came into my life, our story, like, when you came into my life and I came into your life, 
Yes, we were. I was at the point where I was growing in God. You were growing in God. But in our minds, we weren't ready for no. marriage. Mm-mm. I wasn't looking for marriage. But here, God deemed us ready yeah. to come together. You know, So in the same way, when you think you're not ready for marriage and God can give you a marriage, it's the same way you can think you're ready and God is putting you on weight yep. for his own reasons. And I recently came across, you know... Um, a video of a single person talking about how frustrating it is when married people say that, oh, singleness is a gift anyway. And I just wanted to say that when when we say that, it's not necessarily because we're trying to look down. Because if truly when you come into, you know, the union, you would easily tell somebody else too that it's a gift because now your life is tied to this person you can't just get up and do things because you want to do them. Absolutely. You have to run them by me. And I can't just get up and do things because <laughs> I want to do them. I have to run them by you. Indeed. As opposed to when I'm single, I'm thinking about just me and whatever makes me happy or whatever I want to do. So waiting is essential if you're seeking purpose. Yes. And if you're seeking a healthy home. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something temporary or, you know, whatever, just a, a worldly relationship, then there, yeah, there are plenty of men, there are plenty of women out there, plenty of people out there that you can just easily feel like you're connected with. But God has that special individual and God has a purpose for every single person that is on this earth. Um, there's a reason why he created each of us. And there's a reason why he created, he has a purpose for us individually, and he has a purpose for us as a union. So each person, the actual person that you're supposed to be with, that God has created for you, there's a purpose for the both of you. And there are things that you each bring to the table that will help fulfill or at least bring that purpose to fruition. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have, you know, um, if, if, if you're not humble and, and patient enough um, to wait upon the Lord, you may make the wrong mistake and you may end up being with someone who God hasn't called for you. And your, that purpose that he has for you as in terms of the union it's never going to be fulfilled. And and I, I, I also want to say that while you wait, don't idolize marriage. Because if you're waiting, you're in a season of waiting, and all you do is idolize the concept of marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to get married. I want to get married. You're missing out on even the reason for the season that you're in right mm-hmm. now. You're missing out on some of the good things that can, that can be birthed. Enjoy the process. In that season. Or you're missing out on on the fruit of the season that you're in. If you keep idolizing what the next, you know, or just waiting for the next season to yeah. come. You, you, you are likely to miss what God is doing. Right. I mean, what's going on right now? That's, I mean, basically what you, what you said. It, it's It's key. What, whatever season you're in at that particular moment, you need to be fully into it because there's a reason why you're going through these things and there are lessons to be learned from, from each season. So if you're focusing 
on the next season or I'm, I'm I'm hoping for a better season. I'm hoping for the you know this dry season that I'm in. You know, it, it really sucks. It's not fun. I'm just waiting for when my DMs will be blowing up or my <laughs> you know I don't know my phone will be off the hook from you know we're waiting for COVID to be done so I can start going you know to brunches and start meeting people and whatever. But there's a a purpose or there's a lesson to be learned from what we're the season that we're in right now or it's something that can even be birthed from the season that you're in like an example of the COVID that you you talk about yes we're in a, a time that is not comfortable but what are some of the things that we've learned from like right now you can sit and have conversations. You can sit and enjoy the moment. You can sit and have a, a heart of, of gratitude mm-hmm. when you look at everything that is going on. So I think we we just have to, the things that we're looking for, basically, we've touched on so many things uh, just talking about yeah. are you what you're looking for. We've been able to touch on different, different, you know, topics. But the key, you know, take away from this is well the three okay so the three one keys if we want to you know just circle back would be the first one is to um i examine yourself examine yourself to go through just to look at yourself in the mirror to just um reevaluate everything and to say these are the areas that i need to i need improvement on and then the second and then i want to be able to bring this, the same things that I'm asking of this person, do I have them? Mm-hmm. And if I don't, just pray for them. The second thing is to allow God to prepare you. Mm-hmm. So prepare you in the sense that once you've identified the things that you lack, ask God to come in and move by his power. And not even even beyond the things that you lack. Maybe what you need to be for that person that he's bringing into your mm-hmm. life so that you can be a blessing to them, not, yes. a, not, not a curse. Yep. <laughs> you can be a blessing and you can, you can both, both of you can multiply. You have to allow God to prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. And then we said number three is the waiting. The waiting period, that, that, that's the most, I, I believe that's the, the, the most um, crucial place. Um, it, it's it's extremely hard to to wait because a lot of times we just you know human beings we we, we want to do things in our own time we feel like we're ready for this and um, God is like nope you, although you're ready I don't have the right one for you yet oh, or I'm, I'm, I'm still working yeah. on the on the right one for you oh um, maybe you're ready for this right now but I want you to be doing something else right. yes you know so this yes, is not the time you're ready for this marriage but how about you go address this like what what if you get this job first yes you know like I was trying to go to school to further my education Little did I know, while putting in my uh, ad, uh, application and everything, that I was going to get married first. Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. So your readiness does not necessarily mean God needs to do it right now. He, God is God. So be patient. Be patient and work on yourself. Work on who you are as a person because only God can make you whole. No relationship will make you whole. God can work on you so that when you come into the relationship, you are whole. And you have something to bring to the table. To the table, too. You're not just there to take, take, take. Yeah, it's a two-way street. 
once again, <laughs> thank you, a good conversation. thank you guys uh, for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, so, this has been a good a good conversation as always, and we hope to come to you soon with another insightful <laughs> conversation. But so we'll see you guys next time, and until then, be well and be blessed. All right. <laughs>